travelers, and welcome to another episode of Tales of Devot, a Genshin lore podcast. Last week, we talked about the Abyss's best boy, Tartaglia, and B still hasn't forgiven us for forcing him to talk about him for so long. Nope. This week, we <laughs> will be changing courses and discussing Storm Terror, better known as Deval and the Dragon. Additionally, I want to remind travelers to visit talesofdevot.com to see visual representations of the lore mentioned during today's podcast. Your guides have put them together for you to make things a little easier to understand. Also, feel free to email us at talesofdevotpod at gmail.com to let us know what you think of this week's episode and what topics you'd like to see in the future. But uh, let's take a rewind to basically the start of the game, back to when we first were in Mondstadt starting the Archon line. All the way back over a year <laughs> all the way <laughs> to back. the moment that change like genshin is bullshit to the oh my god it's a dragon <laughs> <laughs> i like how it went from genshin is bullshit to oh my god a dragon within like the first 15 minutes of the game for you al <laughs> look the second you add a dragon in in the in the mix of things i'm all for it let go let's go i do have to say like when i was kind of reviewing everything to talk about Devalin today, I was like, they really started us off with a whole ass dragon. They did. And I feel like no one talks about this like quest line as much. Like everyone's like, oh, the finale of Leeway. Oh, the finale of Inazuma, Sumeru. I don't know if we've had technically a Sumeru finale, but you know, <laughs> what we have so far. I feel like while Mondstadt's ending wasn't as cinematic, it's really important (laughs) (laughs) but you know i think like while it was while it was happening and we were paying attention to it and starting to get all these things we were learning so much of the mechanics of the game Mm. and all the different like there's a lot of history and a lot of nuances that you don't really even pick up on until you've played for a while so it's almost like a little bit of a fog i think in some ways because you do it so early and it's it's kind of hard to remember i guess mm-hmm. Definitely. you also have the fact that the big battle we have is kind of disorienting at the end of that oh <laughs> uh, that battle that i got yeah. so sick at the end of that battle mm-hmm. yeah. the star fox battle yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember like a few people when they first started playing asked are all the boss fights like this and I was like, no, 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 please, no. And they're like, oh, thank God. I don't know if I could have done that again. Yeah, I was ready to like log out and give my login over to B and just be like, can you please just get me through this? Because I I don't get car sick or anything like that. But the movement and stuff when we were like following him in the air just got me so sick. Mm-hmm. I had to actually take a break and then dumb dumb me went back <laughs> to <laughs> do it again. I didn't realize that there were levels because it was a domain you could do again. Yeah. So then as I was like AR12, I was trying not AR12. Um yeah, AR12. I was trying to like do that at level 90. Mm-hmm. And it I I was <laughs> it's like I can't get through this. Like I just don't know what I'm doing. And Brandon's like, what is your problem? Like, this isn't that hard. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't that hard. Tiff's like and, about uh, to crack her knuckles. Like, what do you mean this isn't hard, right? I'll show yeah. you hard. Well, then it was like, well, you, Venti's there and stuff. I'm like, Venti's not there. 
all of a sudden there was like silence and it's like you're doing it at level one right i'm like <laughs> uh what <laughs> i was like, doing the level 20 version right <laughs> you know the intro one yeah i <laughs> thought it was just showing me the parts of the whole thing i'm like i don't want to go back and do the part that i was getting sick at he's like you ain't gonna and then i finished <laughs> it in like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> tim just decided to pull an elden ring and decide you know what i'm gonna go from level one to fighting millennia right now Oh, it was so bad. I'm glad that I that I got past that because I I was very close to quitting. <laughs> oh, no. And like Feeney was saying, I I remember not really paying very close attention to the lore of the game until after Mondstadt because I think it was really the um the Dainsleaf quest lines that really s- grabbed my attention and made me start suddenly paying attention to you know more than just game mechanics mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, it's definitely the like, oh shit, what have I been missing moment is when you get the Dane's leave. Right. So let's take a, a few steps back then, because I think going through, it'd be really helpful to go through the actual quest that includes Devalin, because my mind is blown looking back at things with my little bullet points. So we leave the beach with Paimon to try to go find somewhere to go, and we run into Venti and Devalin out of the corner of our eyes, and it's really sus. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This um, little green guy talking to a giant blue dragon, like you in know, in a diaper, no less. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> first, first, first experience as a diaper boy. <laughs> yeah, and it's with <laughs> a dragon, and it's, it's funny because that's like the first person we meet. We, I feel like so many people, myself included, are always like, "Amber's the first person we met." No, we met Venti first. So yeah, sort of. I mean. There wasn't a real introduction yet, but <laughs> we see him first. He gave us such poof. a dirty look. Yeah. yeah, we scared away the dragon. Oh, and then Venti did that cool like swirl thing. He was like, goodbye. I was like, <laughs> Very like those like Hydro Abyss Mage people. I forget what they're called. The tall girls. Oh! <laughs> Like the- <laughs> their water portal things. I re- oh, yeah, the mirror yeah. maidens. Yes, he does like almost like mirror maiden, but a swirl. It's like goodbye. The tall girls. The tall girls. You know the tall girls. <laughs> you know the tall girls. The tall um, girls with the big old bitties. And um, w- after we scare them both away, they have left behind a crystal, and it's like it's called a crimson crystal. And we later find out that they also are called teardrops. So as we're talking about teardrops, that's. We're interchanging them just to give everyone a heads up. But we kind of find it. We don't know what it is. We throw it in our pocket. And then Amber finally finds us. <laughs> and we head back to Mondstadt. Yeah, Outrider Amber finds us and is giving us the lay of the land, teaching us all about pillagers and how dangerous they are. And then takes us into Mondstadt, where the city immediately gets attacked by <laughs> Duval and the dragon. Before that, though, can I just bring up one thing that I found as I was like rewatching everything, which if anybody wants to rewatch this whole storyline, we will link it on the site as well. A YouTuber has the whole thing there. It's really great. But Paimon tells Amber that the traveler is looking for their sibling. And Amber just goes, oh, your your family? And she just goes like, oh, well, never mind. And I'm like re-watching it i'm like does that bitch know she knows and she knows like, something's uh, going on you think there's she knows a lot something? of sussy stuff going on when you re-watch it i swear everybody's sus like i swear they all know everything mm. well you want to know I- i'm gonna play a little devil advocate 
I think that Amber is more so getting upset because her grandfather is missing. <laughs> oh, oh, so it's all about her? Yeah, I think like, Amber- like excuse me, you just randomly came to this world you have no idea about. Oh, your sibling's missing? My grandfather's missing. Yeah, I think Amber's more so like, less like, feels the traveler, you know? She's like, oh my god. It's like, you, you probably too? don't want to talk about this. Let's move on. <laughs> I like it that she's like, um, I'll help you put up some missing person flyers. <laughs> yes, she went all out Will with that, that though. Let's not forget. True. Yeah. yeah, she really did put them everywhere. <laughs> yes, them on, on the yeah. top of all the buildings. <laughs> Who is seeing them up there? Like the Dark Knight hero? Like that's yeah. it. Actually, probably. Who's going on a windmill? Who's going up there? Every every now and then, anyone just looks at the windmill. <laughs> Diona, I'm sure Diona goes goes up there to to like perch and, and you know and attack the boozers, <laughs> be a little gargoyle at the, at the bar patrons, <laughs> like yeet shit. Well, you know how oh, cats like to be high up on things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The higher the better. Best way to fucking throw rocks at these fucks. So yeah, so we go to Mondstadt with Amber, and as soon as we get into Mondstadt, the weather changes. It gets dark and stormy. It's very dramatic. And we have our first encounter with Storm Terror, and we are swept up into a tornado. And thank mm. God Amber just taught us how to use a wing glider. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> how convenient. Lie, I was very scared at that point because I think you three know, but audience, I'm very terrified of tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of hell for me in that moment. You were like, I'm scared of tornadoes, but I love dragons. What are these confusing, conflicting exactly. feelings. The fear <laughs> and love at the same moment. And we we basically became an expert at wind gl- gliding in so that quick. first moment. Such an MC move. Do you think that's like, do you think like the Traveler canonically is good at wing gliding because they had wings originally? That would make sense. Since yeah. We, like, We're just good. We're just skilled. But they're- Yeah, get good, everyone else. <laughs> We're the OG. But there, we we're actually helped by Venti in the air. He his mysterious voice comes through like our ears, just like a certain Dendro Archon that I know who has appeared just in our ears a few other times. I there, I feel like there's a lot of connections between Venti and yeah. Nika. I'm not mm-hmm. oh. anyway. Venti speaks to us and tells us that he's helping us glide. And we like attack Storm Terror, scare him away. And when we come back down, Amber's like, hell yeah. And then Kaya's like, clap, clap, clap. Great job. Come with me. Here's my other sussy part right <laughs> after that part. <laughs> I've, the, that's going to be my entire role this whole episode is me pointing out where I think everybody's sus. <laughs> so right before when Kaya says all that and we're walking over to the Favonius headquarters, it cuts over to Jean and, and Lisa talking. And they basically like are getting antsy and they're like, oh, but we 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 said we would meet them here. And Lisa says, don't worry, I'll help out when I need to. And it's like they knew they were coming. But if Kaya just was out there and just wrangled up these people and brought them in and they act like they don't know who they are or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's something up there. See, I I felt like with that, that Kaya, Jean and Lisa had been together when they saw us fighting Storm Terror, and that Jean and Lisa were like, go, our son, go, go get them. We need them. <laughs> Run. We don't know who the our hell they son. are. Our son? Yeah, like our son. Like, yeah, I don't know. 
They've adopted Kaya they, because yeah. said, fuck off. Yeah, they're like, if he won't take him, uh, we will. <laughs> so, Be off, child. <laughs> Fetch us our travel. The lesbians coming in to save the day. That was how I saw it because Kaya knew that like something happened but didn't know who the traveler was. And it felt like Lisa and Jean didn't know who the traveler was, but also knew that like something happened. So th- uh, to me, they knew exactly who sh- who they were. Oh, really? Yeah. To me, they knew, and it was like they knew they needed this person to help them with Devalin. Like they had some kind of inkling that this was going to pass, whether or not they knew as much as they think they knew. Like they may have just been slightly privy to something. Yeah, or they but, just saw us fighting, and they might have assumed that we were getting, like, the Animal Archon's help, too, in the air. You just don't want me to say that Lisa's sus. Lisa's not sus. I mean, oh, she has sus. sus. She's sus, but she's okay not in that this. she's sus. She's okay. Not, <laughs> she's not sus in this situation. Mm-hmm. Listen, she's dying. Be nice to her. <laughs> That's why she's so fucking <laughs> sus. What did she know? Um, For anybody, I don't know. Have we ever mentioned that that Lisa's dying? So if anybody was like, "Hey, why is Lisa dying?" It's, they did an out. They came out with that. Um, was it over the summer? They no, said that it was like a while ago. I don't know the exact date, but there's an article out there. One of the developers actually did an interview, so it's never been stated in game. But in this interview, a developer said that Lisa is dying basically because she did something like touched a rare book looking for f- probably forbidden knowledge, <clears throat> divine knowledge, or divine you... knowledge, and whatever <laughs> she, whatever happened took half of her lifespan away from her. And so now there's like a ton of theories about why Lisa is quote unquote lazy when she's really just trying to enjoy life. She made a deal with the void, with the abyss for those big old biddies. <laughs> and is just having a time of her life in these last few she years. Used to, she used to look completely different, like an actual nerdy librarian. And then <laughs> she was like... I will sell my soul to be hot. <laughs> I can see it. Oh my God. Yes. Now she's just like, I'm going to flirt with every living creature. <laughs> right. Yes. You know what? If I, if I was living in this world, of course, I would do the same fucking thing. I mean, Al, you I would can't do the same her. thing right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you don't have to be dying or being to us. But there's no dragons here. Not yet. i'm obsessed with lisa i love how she calls people sweetie and cutie and how she's just so gay (laughs) and there was this one part um during this quest chain where she says for a mage it couldn't get much worse my skin is one elemental particle away from a full-blown breakout (laughs) so dramatic so uh we get to Lisa and Jean and Kaya introduces us and we all kind of connect and they're like, all right, we're going to, we need your help basically. And they decide, they kind of explain to us that there are four winds of Mondstadt. They don't go too into detail about it. And that these four winds are guardians of Mondstadt and that they were friends with the animal Archon. And that basically that Devalin is pulling elemental power from three out of those four temples. But did they actually say that he was only pulling them out of three? Because I feel like they said the energy is getting pulled out of the four winds temples, but we're only going to go to three. And I'm sure you all know why. Nobody tells us why. Yeah, I think you're right, Tiff. Yeah. Yeah, they say that they say that he's drawing power from the four winds temples. But our objective is to investigate three of the four. And then they already have the one of them. 
No, not yet, because Venti ends up with the fourth one. Well, I think they try to explain it by saying, like, Lisa later says that Duvalin can only currently channel energy from three of the four temples because it has been consuming itself from the beginning. I found it a little confusing. I don't think it made a lot of sense. You're, okay. you're, yeah, I don't think they say it in this moment, but they say it later on. So we meet with Jean and Lisa, and they decide that we're going to help them with these three temples. We're going into these three temples, and we are, like, destroying the elemental source, like, where Duvalin is getting these powers. Right, and be- and before we go into the temples, Lisa says something I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. She says, Mondstadt's elemental sphere and ley lines are now akin to a yarn ball in the paws of a kitten. The kitten, of course, being um, Storm Terror. Right. But um, I don't remember, I mean, we've all heard of ley lines, because it's sort of something that is in a few different fictional works, yeah. but... It's it's very similar to, like, the ley lines of the world tree when it comes to Norse mythology for Yggdrasil. So I was like, when they first start bringing up ley lines, I'm like, okay, this game has ley lines, we get it. But then um, one thing I didn't remember until going back to look at this quest chain was her saying Mondstadt's elemental sphere. And I don't feel like they've talked about that with the other cities in the game. So I thought that was kind of strange. (laughs) Is there an actual sphere over each city in the game that is interacting with the ley lines so that was very puzzling to me yeah and also you know you bring up a really good point with the nation so after we go through the each of these uh temples and there's some commentary in the temples they're basically each trials for amber kaya and lisa where you learn how to use their elemental abilities learn how to use them together and we get some tidbits that, like, that's where we really learn what the four winds are. We learn that Devalin was a four wind. And again, a, a four wind is like a protector of Mondstadt. But when we return back to Mondstadt, we actually see Jean talking to Anastasia, who is a Fatui member in Mondstadt. And her and Jean are arguing over how to handle Storm Terror because the Fatui feels that they could do it better. And they basically want to kill Storm Terror. And Jude is like, we're not killing a four, one of the four winds. Like, absolutely not. Are you crazy? And then we have a conversation with Jean. And I just felt it was very interesting because she gives us some more background on some of the nations. Talking about how every nation has an archon. How the people of Shiznaya choose to follow the cryo archon. It was a weird way she said it. I might be phrasing it wrong. But she was like, yeah, they choose to follow her. Not like they follow her just like we follow the animal archon. No, it's like they choose that. And she says Mm. that they're very coveted. Like they really want the animal archon's powers. Which is interesting because Venti has like a voice line about the Sarissa where he basically admits that they used to be good friends and now they're not. Yeah, and this is the introduction of them showing Snezhnaya as a nation trying to strong arm Mondstadt Mm -hmm. through its diplomats to take control of different world events and really, I think, try to become, you know, the bigger world power Mm -hmm. of Tavat. And, you know, this asshole Anastasia. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Complete jerk. But yeah, what you said is right. They, they want to kill Devalin. And Anastasia is basically saying, you know, if Mondstadt can't handle it, you're going to have to let Snezhnaya take over and handle the situation. And Gene uh, is like, I don't think so. Yeah. He gets pissed. <laughs> what and the fuck is a Fatui member going to do against a fucking dragon? 
I don't know. Maybe they're going to bring a Harbinger over, you know? They do mention the Harbingers at one point, too. They're like, there are 11 Harbingers, and they're in control. And I was like, wait, I knew all of this that far, like, that long <laughs> yeah. ago? Like, I thought... I know. Yeah. That there was another thing they say about uh, Shnaznaya in the Archon quest. I can't remember now. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, we knew about that so long. Oh, it was the Goth Motel. We actually look at the Goth Hotel for something. And yeah. they're like, oh, it's not at the Goth Hotel. And I was like, oh, wait, we knew the Fatui were staying at the Goth Hotel before Kaya was delivering them food there. In like that <laughs> random event with Kichibushi? Are you yeah. kidding me? I had no idea. So it, it was interesting because a lot of these things, you know, going back and going through this storyline and learning more about Devalin, I feel like you're connecting pieces where we were doing events more recently going, this is such a random piece of knowledge. When did they, why didn't they ever mention this before? And I'm like, yeah, oh God, it's... they did. <laughs> right. <laughs> but none of us remember any of it. Cause, yeah. Because like Tiff was saying, before you know we're all still trying to like understand how to play the game and there's all these menus and i wasn't paying that close attention to you know the different characters in the lore i was like yeah yeah whatever i'll deal with it when i get to the boss <laughs> <laughs> so after we do have this run-in gene takes us back to the knights of avonia's headquarters where we meet up with lisa and her again and we actually tell them that you know that we did all the domains that we fought in there we helped with the elemental power lisa says that she's already feeling better and then we show her the crimson crystal out of our bag. And Lisa says that it's really tainted, that she's not sure how to fix it. She's going to have to go into the restricted area of the library to learn more about <laughs> it. And they ask us to hold on to it for now because people with visions are having strange reactions to the crystal where they're in a lot of pain. If they Yeah, like, get too it's close. painful. Lisa's like, ouch, cutie. Yeah, literally out of nowhere. <laughs> And meanwhile, Jean is like, Lisa, calm down. Oh, gosh, it's not sweetie. that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we take the crystal, we go back outside, and that's when we're talking with Paimon about Venti, or the green guy, I think is what we call him. Yes. <laughs> and as we're talking with Paimon about how we need to possibly try to figure out how to find him, we actually see him running past us. And we follow him, and he's actually playing a song in front of the Venti statue. And he plays us the song that kind of sets up the scene for what exactly happened to D Devalin. Yeah, it's a beautiful little cutscene. I love when they do those types of animations and stuff. We see it mm. multiple times when they're kind of telling us a backstory. And we always see it with the battle pass and things like that. It's a beautifully done. Um, it's so different from the rest of the game. But I think it, it's just a nice piece all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's our first one. Yeah, yeah, it's our first one. And he goes through, he doesn't specifically say at this point that it's him, but you know it's him. And he tells us the story about Duvalin and Durin and the fight that they got into and that Durin wounded Duvalin. And then Duvalin right. goes and takes a nap. <laughs> takes a nap. <laughs> he goes and takes a nap. He's like, I'm hurt. I'm going to go sit down. I mean, I had to take a nap after wrapping Christmas presents, so I feel him <laughs> on a different level. <laughs> yeah, and we'll jump a little more into detail with that in a, in a few minutes. But basically, we find out that 
Devalin and Venti both fought a fight together and that they both became poisoned. And Venti, the only way he could heal was to basically sleep for God knows how long. And that Devalin was really just kind of left out there on his own. And that now the poison has really seeped into him. Right. I believe Devalin crawled into some kind of ruin to rest. And then however it happened, he, Devalin and Venti were separated at the end of this battle. And they each have to go rest from the fight. And then later on, they're not able to find each other. Right. So Venti finishes playing his song and we actually approach him and start talking with him. And he's being really suspicious, talking in rhymes and not really giving us straight answers. He says that all this talk has him thinking about old friends and that he's going to run to the place where Mondstadt's hero is. And he runs away and we have to figure out where the hell he's going. And we follow him out to Windrise. And this is where we find out that when we ran into Venti and Devalin earlier, Venti was actually trying to speak with Devalin and help him. And that our interruption led to Venti getting hurt. I believe he's like re-poisoned, basically. Yeah, he uses the word poison. And so Venti has gone to the tree of Vanessa to get healed, which Tiff, you've had a few theories about that in like past episodes too. Yeah, it's actually the only place where Venti can ever heal with anything is he always has to go back to Vanessa's tree. But I think we were talking about it in the, the aristocracy and stuff like that during that that episode. He has some connection to that tree and with Vanessa that gets him kind of healed up. For our travelers who might not know, Vanessa is the original Dandelion Knight, the original like founder of the Knights of Favonius. Uh, she saved Monset from the Lawrence clan's aristocracy. We did a whole episode on it a few weeks ago, so we're not going to dive too deep into it. You can always check that out if you need some clarification. But Vanessa and Venti were actually good friends. We don't know what happened <laughs> and if they like remain good friends, but they were good friends at some point. And while we're there, we find out that Venti hasn't really been around for a while. But he's, again, not talking about himself. He's talking about like Barbados. He's like, the animal archon hasn't been around. Yeah, and he, he kind of goes into how the different archons rule their lands type of thing. Mm -hmm. And how like Barbados isn't like in everybody's lives every day. Yeah. Right. And he's like, why are you asking all these questions about Barbados? <laughs> Just playing so dumb. Yeah, right. And then they get attacked by an eye of the storm out of nowhere. And he says that a lot of the elemental stuff in Monset is off ever since he got back. Which, Brandon, goes back to what you said earlier about like the elemental sphere of Monstat. Like, yeah, what is it? I, so we we just know that whatever's going on with Devalin is somehow disrupting it, which is causing all these storms and everything. Um, even when Storm Terror is not actively attacking it's creating like these crazy storms surrounding Mondstadt. And yeah, what is it? Why and why? I mean, I guess this power was just sort of hanging around these four winds temples for all these years. I guess Devalin was just recently inspired by these lies that were being told to him to draw on that power in order to attack Mondstadt. Mm -hmm. So we go through these four, we, or well, we go through three of the four winds temples sort of disrupting this power, which helps calm down the storms and everything. Mm -hmm. But then we're still left with this crimson tear crystal and what's going on with that. And that's when we find out that 
the traveler is somehow able to purify the crimson crystals. Yeah, right after we beat the uh, Eye of the Storm, we bring out the crystal to show Venti, and it's already purified. And the traveler and Paimon are like, this wasn't purified 10 minutes ago. Right. <laughs> and that's when Venti explains to us that that's a teardrop of Devalin's and that it just shows how much pain that Devalin is in. Yeah, that he's filled with anguish. The black blood flowing through his heart is torturing him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> poor baby. Poor baby. So sad. Yeah, poor Devalin. And like, how long has Devalin been like awake with this pain? Like ever since he started like attacking Mondstadt, I guess. So yeah, we're almost to the end of the Devalin storyline. We go back with Venti to the church at this point. We've decided that we're going to steal the Holy Liar. Right, which was originally used to inspire and soothe Devalin when he was first born and came down into the world and was freaking everyone out because uh, they were like, oh my god, it's a dragon. <laughs> but, you know, Venti as Barbados was basically the only person who wasn't afraid of Devalin and soothed him by playing this holy liar, which, you know, over the years while Venti was slumbering or screwing off somewhere somehow ended up in the basement of the Mondstadt Cathedral. Yeah. The best is how we tried to get the liar. His big plan is he's just going to go ask for it. Holy relic, <laughs> right. you know, just going to just going to go ask. Maybe they'll just give it to me. And when they don't give it to him right away, he's like, but I'm Barbados. And they're yeah. like, and I'm Morax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay. Bye-bye. Politeness Bye -bye. doesn't get you anywhere in this world. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and after we fail, Venti decides that we are going to steal the Holy Liar. We succeed in stealing the Holy Liar only to have an electro bitch steal it from us. After our whole like Mission Impossible, we actually <laughs> are able to escape the cathedral with the liar only to have it stolen by the Fatui. I'm so mad! I was so pissed at that point. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So then we all run away because we're running. We are still people are trying to capture us because we literally got caught because of this distraction of having the thing stolen. And we run into D. Luke's tavern, Angel Share. Now, D. Luke is already aware that something weird is going on in Mondstadt at this point because he actually showed up in the domain we did with Kaya, but not until after we left. So Traveler isn't aware, but Player is aware. D. Luke is suspicious of what we're doing. He clears out the bar and talks with us, eventually realizes what's going on, and he actually calls Jean over as well. And the four of us plus Paimon have a huge powwow in Angel Share. It's where the famous ha ha from Paimon comes from, and the famous wow, this is awkward from Paimon also comes from. <laughs> I miss sassy Paimon. Bring that Paimon back. You know, my theory is that Paimon is the time god and that that is why she is so sassy with Venti because the time god and Venti were friends in my head. But anyway, distractions <laughs> aside, D. Luke agrees to help us. And amongst this all, I'm probably going to get some of it wrong, but I I'm going to try to just get as much in as I can. D. Luke and Jean use their resources to try to find out where the Holy Liar is. That's when we find out that it's not at the Goth Hotel. And we find out that they're hiding it in like a domain or something instead. I remember thinking like, why was this hotel so goth? <laughs> Same. And do so we get to go, go there soon? <laughs> Only if. Preferably with Fischl. 
Oh my god. No. I want to have drinks with Fischl at the Goth Hotel. No. <laughs> that would be so cute. That would end in absolute chaos, and I need it now. Like absinthe <laughs> or something that has smoke or whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Really like, absinthe? Oh my absinthe. god. So, after doing this uh, new domain... <laughs> She's like, all right, done with you. <laughs> done with it. No absinthe. Um, after doing the domain, we get the holy liar back but now we realize that this holy liar is broke and we tell like that's where we're in angel sham we're like yeah holy liar is broke and that's when paimon's like do you what are you just gonna play this because you're a tone-deaf bard because no one is she hasn't realized at least that he's not just a bard that he's barbados and that's when venti tells us that the crystals slash teardrops that we've been finding when purified can actually help the liar gain back its animo elemental powers and that we can then use the liar again. So we do more domains <laughs> where we go and get more crystals. And we all come back together and we decide that we're going to go to Star Snatch Cliff. So we go to Star Snatch and Venti starts to play a little tune to give Devalin's help. And him and Devalin have some like mean discourse. It's like, mm-hmm. ugh, you suck. No, you suck. You left me alone. No, I didn't. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. And then an abyss mage comes out and it's like, I'm in control of the dragon. With the funniest <laughs> voice ever. Oh my god. <laughs> I now control the dragon. <laughs> and that's the ab- good. The abyss mage <laughs> like shoots an ice thing at Venti, hurts Venti, and also knocks the liar out of his hands and breaks the really valuable thing. And Devalin and the Abyss Mage get away. Yeah, and as they're talking, though, after that whole part, they start, you know, they're getting a little concerned about what's going on. And Jean goes to talk to Venti, and she starts to go, Barbie, uh, hmm, Venti. (laughs) She totally lets it out that she knows that he is Barbados. And he's just like, oh, well, thanks for hiding that. I see you know. (laughs) But it's like one of those little tiny little snippets in there. How do you think Jean found out? I don't know. Did Varka know? I think Jean is just big brain. You know, we find out, I think, when we're back, if you go back to when we were in the cathedral and we try and use our sly moves of saying, hey, I'm the animal Aragon, give me my damn liar. Um, we're kind of like outside going, hey, are you, you're the animal Aragon, aren't you? Like, you weren't lying there. So, right. like, we know. Paimon's not 100% with us on this. But, like, we, we know and have kind of let him know that we understand that he is. And I don't know if Jean... Like, did Jean know before because she's the acting grandmaster? Is that, like, one of the things that you find out when you have to take care of the city and she's just hiding it well? Or right. is it during this whole quest, like, we just happen to figure it out? Did she just figure it out? Right. Does she just have common sense or did she someone actually <laughs> tell her? Yeah. Well, I feel like it's co- more of, like, a common sense thing. But I because Venti openly admits that, like, he hasn't really been awake for that long. Not many people know. So it's not something that grandmasters and grandmasters have been passing down for generations you know like it's not like they're like the green bard is the babetos as they die like but what if it is like a family secret since... but they're not family the grandmasters no i mean in jean's family because oh. she's descended from a bunch of dandelion knights right and they're they just like look from if Vanessa. you see someone in a diaper that more than likely is Barbados. So, but then Barbara would know. Well, no, maybe... because she was raised by her dad. Right. Yeah. But right. I don't know. I feel like you would. Family secrets get told to family, and if the mom is in contact with her and knows that she's 
a priestess too? Not with how Frederica is very much like only Jean is a Gunhilder while Barbara is a peg. Yeah, and I think also because Jean was the dandelion knight. Like she knew she was special. I could yeah. see that happening. My personal opinion is that Jean has a sixth sense because of her connection with Vanessa. Mm. that's my personal theory i know this is whisper in her ear hey that yeah. guy's because i know that like a few <laughs> people in the past one of you guys mentioned something about like a reincarnation theory with vanessa and gene that's if vanessa's dead because oh, we oh all yeah know. so like i i think too is like <laughs> i think it would be more so like you know being a dandelion knight and having that connection to vanessa and the fact that gene is always also going to win rise like venti is and stuff like that that weird connection kind of clips them together as well but who knows? Jean figured maybe it out. maybe she just remembers because we're all stuck in a time loop. Oh, maybe. God, no! <laughs> no time loop! Let's do the time warp again! <laughs> but at this point, we decide that we're gonna... We come up with a plan that we're gonna go to Storm Terror's lair mm-hmm. and confront Dvalin. But before that happens, there's a little mini cutscene that I totally forgot existed. And it shows our sibling. We see mm-hmm. our sibling standing there and the mages go up to them and they say when your homeland returns to this world we shall revel in its glory i play as lumine but watching the story back i was watching it as as aether and they say they call lumine your highness and that's all it is we look out very pensively like we were watching the whole thing but that's actually the first time that we get that kind of glimpse I, like Brandon was saying earlier, it's the Dainsleave quest that really brought a lot of that out. And that mm-hmm. was the first time I thought we ever had something like that. So it was interesting mm-hmm. to uh, to see that it was actually in there. Like you said too, Fiends, it was like, wait, I, I, I knew that this happened? Like yeah. I knew there was... I knew that the, our sibling was involved with the mages in some way. Mm-hmm. So then we take Diluke and Jean and Venti with us to go fight Devalin in Stormterror's Lair, which is located in Old Mondstadt. Fun fact, it's Decorabian's. Ooh. It's Decorabian's Tower. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. thought that was cool, too. Just a little <laughs> thing that you're picking up all the time. That's what it is. It's from there. Yep. You're taking pieces <laughs> of that tower. Yeah. Constantly. Why it's so broken? <laughs> Why is your tower so raggedy? Because <laughs> I had to level up my goddamn wolf's, wolf's gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. And then we defeat Devalin, but the whole place starts to fall apart around us. And as it falls apart, we kind of black out, but we black out as Venti. It really pones us into Venti's perspective. And when we wake up, we are all on Devalin's back. Yes, it's the uh, the never-ending story moment mm-hmm. where Falcor's <laughs> flying us to safety. And Devalin and Venti have some interesting discourse where Devalin is like, why didn't you ask me to save you like you did last time? Which I thought was really sad. (laughs) And Venti is like, because your freedom would not be freedom if I was telling you what to do. Like, you shouldn't feel like you have to answer to me. Bodily autonomy, man. Yeah. and I want it. (laughs) This kind of ends our Devalin quest line. Somewhere in there, too, we find out things about Venti, that, like, Venti openly admits, quote-unquote, that he's, like, the weakest Archon currently because he's not openly managing Mondstadt as much as the other gods manage their nations. So And Paimon's like, that's because you're lazy. Yeah. Like she literally says, maybe it's just not that they're better. You're just lazy. Yeah. Even though, in fairness, Morax is about to give up 
and <laughs> A is like in the plane of euthymia and just has a puppet doing her job. <laughs> Being a fucking god is hard. Oh my yes. <laughs> and, and he does locked up in the ball. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, baby. So maybe Barbados is the only like he's like the god. most involved almost. <laughs> we know that makes me question a lot about Venti too because if we take a I, I don't want to sidetrack too much to Venti, but Venti says that he's only the weakest because he's not leading his nation in the way that the others are. So let's a remember that Venti could be leading the nation. And could be much powerful than he currently is. And then Venti lends his animal powers to four separate wind sources as protectors of Mondstadt. He has that much power as the weakest Archon to still be giving the four winds their powers. Well, isn't he also known as the Thousand Winds? Yeah. So he's only given out four. I mean, that's... <laughs> hey, Venti, can I have some, please? I know, you how gave about, us some, How about too? the Southwest? Southeast? I'll take it. He still Wait, has 996. <laughs> I'll be a polar vortex. You know, it was was so funny. Um, I saw a a TikTok that actually I sent it to Tip. We'll we'll have to link it in the lore sheet. And it was saying like at the very end of the Monset Archon, Venti is like the winds will always protect you. And it was showing how in Leeway Zhao saves us, Animo. In in Inazuma Kazuo saves us, Animo. Mm. And then uh, there is some Animo savioring in Sumeru as well. So, Saviorin. I mean, Al, so- oh no, Al Haytham is Dendro, right? Right. Yes. Wait, so who's the uh, animo savior of Sumeru? Wanderer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, doesn't he just kind of save us from himself? Yeah, but that's like, it, he still gets saved. He still saves <laughs> us. I mean, anyway. We could technically, if we're, if we're using animo as the traveler at that moment, Omen, we are the animal savior of Scara. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> um, so that's really all that we get about Devalin in game, playable stuff that all of us had completely forgotten. But there's a lot of other stuff that we learn during the process of the game by reading some of the weapon lore, the artifact lore, and through some other means. So where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with Durin? Yes. Yes. That's a very important part. Go ahead. Especially because we did bring up Durin too in the Dragon Spine episode. So I think it's it's a great little tangent to go off on. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Bef- can we just do how he was born? Yeah. Um, so like, where do dragons even come from? Right? That's a really big question because we know, know that... They come from eggs, obviously. We we know that one of the three realms of Tevat is the light or elemental realm, right? Which used to be ruled by the seven sovereigns or dragons. And that whoever created the human realm, you know, somehow defeated the seven sovereigns. So that it, to me, it seems like dragons are these elemental beings, which makes a lot of sense when you think of the fact that Devalin's tears, once they were purified, could restore the Holy Liar's animal power. And we know that from this two-volume book collection called Breeze Amidst the Forest, which contains a bunch of narrative poems that were compiled by scholars and sort of studied and laid out, that the dragon graced by animal was born in the high heavens in the age of wonders he slowly descended interesting word choice by the way mm-hmm. if you have finished sumero and inspected everything with curious eyes so he was 
born in the high heavens, it says, like through elemental power that somehow came together. And then he came down into the the world of Tevat. And that's when everyone freaked out because, I, you know, I guess it had been so long since the, there had been seven sovereign dragons. <laughs> Or, you know, I mean, there are a few other dragons like Ursa, the Drake, but we don't really know what happened to the, the other dragons. Oh, I have a theory, a very quick theory, if I may. Mm-hmm. Primordial one probably put them in the hypostasis. Oh. <laughs> it's all based on like, Devalin has a very specific dragon roar and you hear the same roar when you kill the hypostasis. Oh so, yeah, I love that theory. There it's it's a possibility because the seven sovereigns are of the seven elements. And now we have I think what we have all seven hypostases as as of now. And that makes sense because if they're beings made of pure elemental energy, you know, they could have been like dispersed or something and that the hypostasis the hypostases are uh you know, that. that energy trying to like re you know like coalesce back into itself so Mm -hmm. i really like that theory there we could always go more in depth but let's let's leave that for another day so are we assuming that um when devalin was born that venti was already like the animal archon yeah because is only two thousand years old no he's a he's a baby uh, bye. Well, that wait. If he's two thousand years old, Venti's younger than him. Isn't Venti only like sixteen hundred or something like that? No, no he's 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 like a smidge younger than Zhongli. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it, it says somewhere um, that Zavalin and Venti have been friends for two thousand years. Oh, I'm sorry. He's twenty six hundred years old. I got I left off a thousand. Oh, <laughs> at that age, <laughs> so you still you stop counting. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's yeah, a lot yeah, of candles. Yeah. Yeah, but basically the first the first person or I guess being Devalin ever meets is Venti. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense that they're best buds. Yeah, because everybody else is running away from him. Right. Because they're like, ah, dragon. What is that? It's wagon run. It's like, no, <laughs> be my friend. And it's so sad because he was so had such a curious personality and was very hurt by the world hating and fearing him. Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. I was just born. I have <laughs> butterfly wings. Why? He's so cute. If you can't tell, I love dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got Venti coming to Balin as a little baby. He's like, calm down. It's okay. Listen to my lyre. What about this whole Durin fight that we've talked about we kind of like alluded to it earlier it, it seems like there's very little about Devalin after he was born up until this this whole you know cataclysm happens um, and that's around the same time that Durin appears I think that's the exact reason why Venti is not at the cataclysm unlike a few of the other archons who who witnessed it were had firsthand experience he was busy with Dvalin fighting Durin, and Durin, being the creation of gold, in truth, Durin just wanted to have a friend. I know, but <laughs> Durin was corrupted. Yeah, he's corrupted. Mm. So they battle in, they do, 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 you know, dragon fights. Amazing. It's either Dvalin is bitten by Durin or drinks 
accidentally some of Durin's blood. How do you and- accidentally drink someone's blood out? <laughs> it's called biting them too hard. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and he tore that book that I mentioned. It actually mentions that he tore open Durin's throat uh, at the cost of ingesting its poisonous blood. Which makes sense because Durin was a venomous dragon or poisonous. It, it, I think the translation goes hand in hand with how they're presenting it because, you know, to be envenomated, you need to be bitten. But to be poisoned, you got to eat them. So maybe he- He's just caustic enough that... Okay, anyway. Um, And just for our travelers who maybe need a quick refresh, we talked a little bit about Durin during our Dragonspine episode, but Durin is a dragon that was created through alchemy by Gold, or Rhinendor, who is closely associated with Conria, but not confirmed if they're from Conria, if they were at the Cataclysm. A lot of mystery around Gold. And gold kind of set durin out was like be free from conria my child and freed durin and durin wanted to go make friends with devalin but because they were being controlled by gold they were therefore being a- corrupted by gold as well and Deval- um durin so many d's ends up being <laughs> corrupted as well by gold and whatever gold's corruption is right the the book says the alchemist known as gold was corrupted by their own greed and ambition and created an army of shadowy monsters with their uncanny powers. And a really cute son. <laughs> and Albedo. <laughs> and Albedo, Amanda's boyfriend. <laughs> um, perfect. Uh- <laughs> oh, and it says, I also wanted to mention that the blood, Durin's blood that poisons Devalin in this book says that the blood of the wicked dragon was distorted gold with the powers to crumble mountains and poison the earth. <laughs> so, bathe in his blood. Uh, yeah. Bathe in his blood. Distorted gold. I was, I mean, that can't be like a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe that's a weird translation thing, but. It's awfully specific to say that the blood of Durin ha- was made of distorted gold when the person that created Durin was named Gold. Well, that makes a lot of sense because when we get into gold and we get into Albedo, alchemy, like the reason alchemy, at least in our world, was used was to try and turn other things into gold. So like lead into gold, mercury into gold, and like stuff like that, trying to find a way to distort atoms to make another element. And so if you think that if alchemy is so connected between gold and albedo and everything gold has made, maybe the fact that an unstable element of transfuged gold is going to be in a system kind of makes sense in a way. Mm -hmm. What else do like these sword and artifacts and these books say about like Devalin. Yeah, the Skyward Weapon series, they're weapons that were blessed by Venti and dedicated to Devalin. And this series actually confirms that, and this is so sad, that after this fight with Durin, Devalin retreated to a ruin and went to sleep for many years. And that Venti, I'm assuming he was asleep for a little bit, but he actually ended up, you know, waking up and going to look for Devalin and couldn't find him for years. And it was during this time that the Abyss Order got their claws sunk into Devalin 
and were, you know, quote unquote, whispering lies to him to basically take advantage of the poison that was already in his blood and appeal to like that kind of toxic hatred that was in him chemically. And they uh, convinced him that Mondstadt was his enemy. So sad. But I just, I I really love the fact that Venti... (laughs) was searching for him because some of the lore made it sound like Venti would just sort of effed off and was like, whatever, we beat Durin, well, see you later, Duvala. But no, he was actually searching for him and just couldn't find him. It was his buddy. You know, it's really sad because I feel like a lot of people like to characterize Venti as like an aloof person that cares for nothing but alcohol and apples. And well, you know, they have a bit of a point for most of the part. <laughs> he is a very empathetic, kind person. He's very caring. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to say, like, the way he treats the Traveler, whether it be in-game or even in teapot lines, the way that he talks about Vanessa, despite the fact that we've even had assumptions that maybe him and Vanessa had a fight, he's still very kind to her. He likes Morax. He likes to play pranks on him. He even doesn't really talk bad about the Shogun either. He respects his fellow Archons, even if they've done dumb shit, which mm. could be a flaw. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like <laughs> how everyone makes Venti out to be like not a cool person, but he really is. And he seems to care a lot about Devalin. Yeah. yeah. Almost like Devalin's his son. They all have their kids, these archons. <laughs> this is Benji Benji. steals Zhong Li's kids all the time. Oh, he steals everyone's kids. All the babies. Like, you know what? You have a child? Mine now. A very Peter Pan of him. Yeah, Venti shares custody with Nahida over the Wanderer, but... <laughs> well, he also shares custody of Zhao with, with uh, Zhang Li. That's true. He has a lot of co-parenting. Is this why he hates the Pyro Archon? Because he hasn't gotten any of the Pyro Archon's children yet? Oh my god, we're gonna (laughs) find out. We're gonna find out soon, I guess. Hopefully, yes! And we're gonna meet so many more orphans. Yay! So many orphans. 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 I hope there's some more eye patches. Oh, there better fucking be. If there ain't, how can I have... I don't... We only have so many eye patches. We need one more to have the quad squad. The quad squad. Well, don't worry. We don't have all of our Sumeru characters yet. True. We'll hit an eye patch out of one of them. Well, we have an eye patch basically from every nation, right? <laughs> oh no, we have two eye patches in Mondstadt. None in Inazuma. Yeah. Which is a shame. I'll just give someone an eye patch in Inazuma. <laughs> like nobody nobody got shot in the eye with like some electro. Right. Those crazy lightning bolts. Right. Guru you know, could have used that. There'd be more to Guru at that point. Or you know, like there was a whole like rebellion going on over there. No one had an eye patch. Nobody. <laughs> Maybe Tomo did, and we just never saw it. Oh. Oh. Every time, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Always bringing up the dead people. So break our hearts again. Damn. <laughs> you know, ever since we saw Devalin last. We haven't seen Devalin again in the storyline. He has not appeared in game again, right? Well, he was in the uh, the summer event. Yeah, the, the first, first summer one. event. Yeah, he he actually pulled a Falcor again and flew <laughs> everyone the to the Golden Isles? Apple Bottom Archipelago. So. Archaeological. <laughs> yep. Uh, you mean the Archipelago? Archipelago. <laughs> so. You know, we so we saw Devalin once since the initial storyline with him. Do you guys think we're going to see him again? I hope so. 
When Albedo destroys Mondstadt. Oh no, stop <laughs> it. Stop. You know what I would really love is if they did like some kind of event that is all flashback and we actually got to go back and and see that fight. Oh. Ooh. I bet that'll happen maybe in the anime that's coming out too. That makes oh sense. yeah, yeah. Uh, the anime though that I think of it is supposed to be mostly based on the Archon War, I think. So maybe not. Might well, he early. could be somewhat, maybe. Like we don't know. He's just vibing in it, and but we won't yeah. see the Durin fight. Well, because there's a there's a thing about him. Like a theory is that he is one of the seven sovereigns because they're all the ele- elemental dragons and that they ruled everything before the primordial one. Mm-hmm. And then primordial one, like if you they don't like submit to him, he threw them in the ocean. Is that like Asyl? <laughs> Isn't Asyl? Uh-huh. He was in the ocean. Well, I I mean, I love the theory that he could be the Animo Sovereign and that maybe, maybe, you know, he got like banished or something back during the Primordial One's attack. And that maybe just, you know, years and years and years later, he was reborn. Yeah. Maybe Devala doesn't even know that's what he is. Yeah. There's also a theory that that. Azdaha is the the Geo One. The Geo One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like this theory. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely yeah. they make sense. Mm-hmm. I I gotta say though, I hope that we see Devalin again. When you guys probably hate me by now, I say the same thing all the time. But I really think that the end of the game is coming back to Mondstadt, and I really <laughs> hope that we get to see Devalin at that point. And I hope that he's like fighting for Venti, and that Venti is like, "You don't have to do this. You like, you don't have to follow me." And he's like, "I want to," and we're like, "Yeah." I think he will because when you think back, it's like he's um, he's kind of iconic, uh, just image wise uh, when it comes to this game because mm-hmm. of, you know isn't he on the the actual uh, main yes. loading screen picture? Yes, he mm-hmm. is. So everyone it's familiar with Devalin, and I I definitely think I mean if they're smart they will do that because think about like uh, all the things that we forgot just going back through this this stuff mm-hmm. i think there could be like a really cool emotional payoff for the player to revisit him in some way later on yeah. now that we're so familiar with the lore and everything as you go through the game and also um crossover alert devalin makes an appearance in honkai impact what yes it do and it's absolutely confirmed it's not something that looks like devalin it is devalin yeah Ooh. and we'll I, I mean at least i will talk more about that in episode Mean 20 we're gonna hijack this podcast <laughs> we have in some wild theories oh my god y'all ready to get cracked i'm yeah. scared i you am should too. be you really should be actually <laughs> it's insane i feel like after i read some things recently i feel like i had like a a genshin um epiphany well, more like an a Genshin existential crisis. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. Well, I think before we get into some existential crises here, I'm going to end the episode. No, I have one more oh, yeah, thing ahead, that Tim. I want to bring up. No, yeah, go ahead, Tim. Because language and wording and everything like that is always so important. Al may have mentioned it that um, the name Devalin is... I mean, I want to say like in North mythology, there's like an extra N, but it means the slumbering one. It does. And there's a particular story in, I think it, is it the prose Edda? One of the Eddas or sagas where 
there are two dwarves who are forced to make a sword, and their names are Durin and Zavalin. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that sword, I think, is cursed basically to to always hit its mark but every time you wield it you have to kill somebody so it's it's very like a double-edged sword it's very and uh tolkien is apparently um it said that he took the name durin not only from the the norse mythology obviously not from genshin um but from north mythology and named the king of the dwarves in the lord of the rings durin Exactly. Yeah. Everything Tolkien does is straight from Norse mythology. (laughs) It's so awesome. It's great. And then on a fun side, Kichibushi calls him calls him Stormstorm. Stormstorm. (laughs) Stormstorm. It's like Moon Moon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was only his name only went to Storm Terror because he was a terror in the storms. Yeah. Um, That's how he got to be known that. But yeah, Poison Davalin is Storm Terror. But Mm. when he's not poisoned. He's sweet yeah. baby Devalin. He's also got a couple other names like the Howling Hurricane of Mondstadt. <laughs> That's what they called me in college. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the Tyrant of the Skies and the Erstwhile King of the Skies. Ooh. A lot of people talking about him, but Kijibushi got it right. Stormstorm. Devalin. Storm. I don't know how Devalin slept for that long when his nose was probably itching nonstop from all those people talking about you him. You can mm-hmm. itch Seriously. Your nose in your sleep. I would wake up. I appreciate <laughs> that he has as many names as the archons in this. Yes. <laughs> it makes sense because like he he is somewhat he's not exactly a god, but he's on the level of a god. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. if he is a part, if he is one of the seven sovereigns, he is. I mean, he, he is ruled, a god, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he ruled Tavat. He's basically like the original animal archon, then he should be like, bowing down to him. I mm-hmm. just want more fucking dragons in this game. I want to ride more dragons. Uh-huh. We we know you do, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I think our episode has to come to a close now. Uh. Um, I want to thank our travelers today for talking about Devalin and going back to the beginning of the game. I hope you guys had as many oh shit moments as we did next week we're going to be talking about sumeru so far don't forget you can also follow us on instagram tales of tavat pod or twitter tales of tavat to keep up to date on everything happening in the game everything happening on the podcast and to find some more like behind the scenes content as well such as links to our lore sheets that we post on our website and also some artist spotlights that we've been doing too because there are so many super talented artists in the community if you haven't checked it out on talesofdevot.com every episode has a artist going forward so there's always an artist being spotlighted we have their permission to cross post them they are all amazing friendly people we really want to make sure you guys are supporting them as well otherwise safe journeys travelers we'll see you next time bye scaly nerds